Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today, I'll share with you what people say they find the 20 most annoying things that people do on Snapchat and Instagram stories. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. This is one of those episodes that's definitely going to have crossover appeal. So whether you're using Snapchat, Instagram stories, or even the new Facebook stories, the bottom line is stories are where it's at in terms of social media. Like we're just seeing a resurgence of people gaining incredible popularity and a following, a viral following, who are great storytellers, people who seem to have come from nowhere and suddenly everyone's talking about them and sharing their posts on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. But the one thing these people have in common is they're great storytellers or they're great at crafting stories on one of these platforms. So what I did recently is I went to my Instagram followers and my Snapchat followers and said, all right, I want to take a survey and a poll. I'd like to find out from you, what are the most annoying things that you're seeing in stories that will result in you unfollowing someone, or at least considering unfollowing someone. So without further ado, here are the top 20 most annoying things people do in their stories. Number one, documenting a performance or a concert. I have to agree. Even if it's someone who I love and would love to see them live, I don't want to see snaps or photos or even live video stream of you at that live performance or at that concert. It's just like, first of all, I start thinking to myself, why isn't this person just enjoying it? Like, just just enjoy the performance. Number one. Number two, they always post too much of that. Like, I think it's fine to say, here's where we're at, you know, kind of documenting what you're doing that evening. But I think to document the performance and or the concert is just, well, it's not my opinion. It's what the people said they found the most annoying. Number two, is life casting, like kind of showing every moment of your day or going live and just walking around with a camera, but there's really no purpose. There's no opinion. There's no advice. There's no tip. There's no entertainment. There's no motivation. I think the people who are really killing it at life casting are the people who are doing it with a purpose. In other words, they're not just opening up their camera and having the viewer keep them company, if they're showing you something, it's either because it's entertaining, it's funny, it's motivational, or they're sharing a tip or maybe an opinion or comedy, or there needs to be a purpose behind it. I don't think unless you are like uber celebrity, crazy famous, people want to see what you're doing every minute of the day. It's not my opinion. That is the opinion of the people. Number three, Oh boy, and this one is interesting. The number three most annoying thing that people are doing on stories is using any filter that has a voice changer. Now that's funny because when I went live on Facebook and went through this list, there were a lot of people who were furious about that. Like, oh, but they're so funny. My friends and family think they're so funny. I'm like, oh, so you're the one. Here's the problem with voice filters. We can't understand what you're saying. So if we've already figured out that what we find annoying in stories is when people don't have a purpose or a point and that what we want is motivation, tips, opinion, entertainment, comedy, like, you know, you've got my attention for a few minutes. It needs to have a purpose behind it. There should be a point to you having my attention. And if the point is for you to think it's funny to hear your voice change and P.S., no one can understand what you're saying. Like the worst is when people go 
and put on one of those voice filters and then they're talking about something very serious and you don't know what they're saying. So that was really, really pointless. And I get it that people, myself included, love to use like an occasional filter when you're like, oh, I just, I just look like sin today. The people are not going to be inspired by what I have to show them on camera. I get it if you want to use a filter once in a while for that. But you know what? What I've heard from thousands of people who responded to this poll, they would rather see you a hot mess than in a bunny filter. In fact, people love it when you show up real. I did a series the other day on both Instagram and on Snapchat. And usually people don't comment about like the way I look. I mean, rarely. Like or they might say, oh, cute outfit or whatever. But I had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments from people saying, oh my gosh, I love this fresh face look, which was funny because I didn't have any makeup on except for my lashes because... <laughs> Let's be real. I'm not opening up the camera if at a minimum the lashes are not. So literally, it was just like bloop, bloop, lashes, nothing else. No concealer, no eyeliner, no mascara, no nothing. Just bloop, bloop, lashes. And everyone was like, ah, oh, and my hair was a mess. And people were like, I love this because we want to see real. And so voice filters, no. Which leads me to number four. Number four most annoying thing that people do on stories is any use of an animal filter. You know, so again, like changing your appearance to be an animal, it can be moderately entertaining, but the key word there is moderate. In other words, moderation. So yeah, I'll use a filter. If I do like say a hundred snaps, maybe one of them, one out of a hundred will be use of a filter. Because remember, the whole point is that we're trying to connect with you. So if you're going to use one of those filters, don't do it because you don't like the way you look or the way you sound. Do it because you're making a funny point in that filter. Oh, this is perfect. So that leads me to number five. Number five is any selfie snaps, meaning people really like stories where it's you storytelling on video. So people who are using, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or any other future platform, if you're using that and just snapping selfies of yourself, that annoys people. FYI, that really annoys people. I mean, I had people saying, it is so annoying. I follow this person, this person, this person. It just makes me feel like they're so full of themselves that they like the way they look and I'm not connecting with them at all. There is no story in a selfie being, you know, published or posted to your story. Think about it. It doesn't make sense. It's counterintuitive. It's, it's not the place to post a selfie on your story. Stories are for storytelling. Number six fake personalities. So I don't know how people define fake personalities. I can just tell you that when people did respond that that was something they found annoying in stories, I personally would agree. So I can only share with you my in-depth view on why what people mean by a fake personality. And it's this, it's people who, what I like to call social media personality, where when they're on social media, it's like a television voice or like a radio voice. They're like, hi, so today what I want to tell you is one thing that you can do is always find, it's like, oh, you, you don't talk like that in real life. I hope, <laughs> I, I doubt, I don't think people talk like that in real life. You don't talk that way to your friends. So why are you talking that way on your story? People, again, want real, you know, so I think that's one thing. And then, you know, the people who are 
just uncomfortable, just uncomfortable with the platform, right? And that takes time. So if I can just give you a quick tip on this, you got to be yourself. When I open up my camera, people will say to me sometimes like, you know, you seem very much when they meet me in person, you're exactly like I see you on your stories. And that is because when I open up my camera and I'm talking, I'm talking to one person. I record a video or a story as if I'm talking to my friend, Michaela, my friend, Monica, my friend, Brooke, like whoever I'm thinking of. So therefore, I'm not going to filter who I really am. I can make those girls laugh. I can be serious with those girls. I can share with them real tips and motivation. And so when I open up my camera, I, that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to one friend. It happens to be broadcast to everybody. And I think that's a tip I would suggest to anyone who wonders how to be more comfortable and natural on camera is open up your camera and pretend you are talking to the one person who totally gets you, thinks you're hysterical, you share the same brain, they like to get advice from you, tips, this is the person you would call and say, oh my god, check this out, girl, look how cute this shirt is, or hello, I'm so proud of the way I organized my refrigerator, check this out, like, you know, the way you would talk to your friend, right, so... That's, I believe, when I say I don't like to see someone who's fake on their stories, that's what I mean. I'm getting like a weird put on kind of fake phony voice and they're just talking about things that they wouldn't talk to their friend about. So just keep it real. Number seven is the same routine day after day after day. There's a few people I follow that I don't mind that. Like, I like the signature. You know what I mean? Like, one of my favorite people to follow on Snapchat is Sean Cannell. And every day when he does his first snap, which is kind of fun because then I know it's his very first snap, he says, uh, good morning, Snapchat fam. And he does that even if his first snap is at like 5 p.m. And I think it's really funny. And it's also, it's like, it's that consistency. So I expect it and it's kind of become his signature. And it also is really funny. Like he does something really creative every day when he does it. That's Sean Cannell, S-E-A-N-C-A-N-N-E-L-L, Sean Cannell on Snapchat. And I will link to that in our show notes as well. I'll put it, you know, all you have to do is hold your thumb down on the podcast, depending on what app you're listening to it. And you'll see the show notes. And in the show notes, I'll put his name and a few other people who I think are great to follow. But when you are doing something, you know, that is kind of like your signature, for example, my son Brock, every day he starts with a happy tip you know that's his first snap of the day. I really like that. I think what people are referring to the same thing every single day is the person who's like, okay, now I'm making my smoothie. And you're like, okay, I've watched you make that smoothie for the last 66 days. I get it. You know, and it's too many snaps or it's it's like, oh, that was interesting. I think you need to repeat things from time to time. But every single day, every single day for seeing your dog, every single day for seeing the bunny ears, every single day for, you know, just seeing you work out again, it gets old. Not my opinion. These are the opinions of the people. Number eight too many workout snaps or too many snaps on the same series. So I think this answer may be skewed by my audience. So they probably follow me because they know me from fitness, which means they probably follow a lot of other people because of fitness. And so this one, I'm going to assume that it may be tainted or shall we say influenced by the type of followers who follow me. And they've said, too many workout snaps, it's boring. And so a few people I did reach out to when they responded in, on Facebook and I said, what do you mean too many workout snaps? What does that mean? And they said, well, you know, just like this snap after snap after snap, like we get it. 
what I want is motivation, like someone saying, okay, it's time to get your workout in. And I think a person who does a really great job of that is Shanti. Shanti will just like say, okay, you've got, you know, very motivational. You've got to do this. It's time to go. Or he'll show up kind of after his workout, all sweaty, or you'll get like a glimpse of him in the workout, but like all sweaty. And it, whenever I watch him, I'm like, oh, I got to get up and do something, you know? So there's that healthy balance and too much of anything is not a good thing. Number nine, rarely showing your face. I would agree. The whole point of stories on any platform is to connect. And we don't want to connect with what you're seeing. We want to connect through your eyes. You know, tell us a story. Don't show us always. I mean, from time to time, you point the camera in the opposite direction. But we really want to see how it's affecting you and how you're responding. And I think people tend to do this because they're not comfortable on camera, or maybe it's a a not so good camera day. And I'm just suggesting that you go for it. I mean, I show my face every single day, you know, the good, the bad, the oily, <laughs> the need more sleep, you know, because I want people to see that who I am, I am through and through who I am at 5am is who I am. When I'm by myself is who I am when I'm live on video is who I am when I'm on stage. There's no like on or off personality for me to keep track of. You are getting the real deal. And I think that's what people really like about stories is being able to to really assess for themselves who you are. Number 10, snapping or taking a photo or putting in your story, you pointing the camera at your car radio while your favorite song is playing. Like people do this all the time because they think it's interesting content because you know why? Because you're really pumped up because you freaking love the song. But it's weird for somebody else because they're like, "Uh, okay, that's your XM radio station. Number 11, constant complaining. I get it. I get it. There are a few people I follow on a variety of social media platforms who do this quite well. And it's funny. I call them like little rants and I think they're comedians and, and, you know, I don't think they're being serious. They're really being entertaining, but there's often kind of like a a point to it, right? They have an opinion and I find those, I personally find those very entertaining. So, but just so you know, people did say that they find it very annoying when people are constantly complaining. So I don't know if we lump those funny people into that, answer, but it's on the list. Number 12, too much FaceTime for your furry family members. In other words, your pets, which is interesting because I'm going to do a follow-up to this podcast, sharing with you what people love to see on your stories. In fact, in that podcast, which will be a follow-up to this one, I'll share with you the things that get people to say, you've got to follow this person, which is interesting because one of the things people say they love to see is the occasional pet like in your story like something funny your dog's doing something funny your cat's doing a cute adorable face a little video you interacting with your pets but it's interesting because you don't want to do that too much or you'll end up on the most annoying list because that's number 12 number 12 is just showing us too much of your pets and you know i get it there's a few people who i follow who they just do too much with their animals and i'm like yeah but I don't think that breed is that cute, and I really want to see more of you. Number 13, rambling. Rambling on and on and on, not getting to the point. So the whole point behind stories, regardless of the platform, is to keep it brief. And I think it's such good training to teach us to be brief even when we're doing a live video. One of the things I loved about mastering 
Snapchat and then later Instagram stories is it taught me to speak in shorter sound bites. And that has made me better on video. It's helped me to be more succinct. And that's one thing that people are saying is that they they really don't like it when they follow someone and they go on and on and on and kind of repeat themselves and the story gets so long on the same topic and they never get to the point. Number 14. Oh, this is kind of mean, but I'm just here to report the facts. People said too much FaceTime for your kids. Like your kids are really adorable and they're really cute, but I'm not trying to follow them in social media. I'm trying to follow you. So again, I think a little bit is enough unless it has a point, right? Like, so there's a few people I follow. One person who I love following, her name is Mindy Wender. And Mindy Wender is a remarkable woman. She's a great speaker. She's a businesswoman. And she has a daughter who's been diagnosed with autism. And I really love when she shows snaps of her daughter and some of her accomplishments and going to their appointments and just sharing all of the research and in-depth um, investigation that she's done just saying like, listen, I'm not going to be a mom who's a sheep. I'm on this journey. I'm going to do what it takes to give my daughter every possible opportunity to recover. And I really enjoy those. That's an example of someone who's doing it the right way. I think what you want to be careful of is if you are only posting on your stories, pictures of your kids, you know, videos, short clips, snippets, but it's all about your kids. And again, we didn't follow your kids in social media. We followed you. And so moderation there is really the key. It's they're adorable. And if you want your family members to see them, cool, then, you know, use those on a different account or send those videos to your family members. But if you're trying to use social media to build your following and build your brand, get your message out there, I think you got to limit how much time your kids have FaceTime on your stories. Number 15, too few snaps when you do snap. So this is interesting because I did some follow up on this one. People don't mind if you take a break from your story. Like if you're missing in action for a couple of days, even a couple of weeks, people don't care because you're not in their feed. So they're not thinking about it. But then when you do show back up and you only post one or two quick pictures or videos to your story, you know, the mindset is, well, this person isn't that involved. They're not posting that much, which means if I unfollow them, I won't be missing that much. So if you're going to take a break, my advice is come back strong, come back with a point, come back with content that people are like, oh man, I miss this person. Where were they? Number 16, people who post to their story, like behind the scenes, but it only makes sense to the person who's filming it. Like in other words, people said that they don't like to see snaps or stories, you know, live from a, inside a party or, you know, you at a dinner with a bunch of people who they don't know. I think a little bit's fine because, again, you're trying to document your day and let people know a little bit about your life. But I, too, have followed people where I felt like I went to that party with them. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. It's really loud and it's really uninteresting. And who are these people anyways? And why are you there? So I think if you were to set it up, if you were to after you showed people on video who that was and their relationship to you, that might be interesting. Nonetheless, party and restaurant snaps made the top 20 list of the most annoying things people post to their stories. Number 17, posting something to your story that came from your camera roll. <gasps> Scandalous. So what that means is you've taken a screenshot or you've taken a photo with someone and then you, you didn't post it live to Instagram or 
You didn't upload it live from the Instagram app or from the Snapchat app. You actually uploaded it from your camera roll. And for whatever reason, people don't like that because they feel like, well, why didn't you just do it in the moment? Has this been edited? Has it been produced? You know, are you repurposing content? People do not like repurposing content. I've been guilty of this myself where I'll take my Snapchat content and I'll repurpose it to Instagram. I do that sometimes, but I also try to post as much legit in the moment, you know, stuff that I've recorded on Instagram to my Instagram story. Bottom line is people want authenticity. And so when we're posting from our camera roll, they know that they're getting something that wasn't live, wasn't in the moment. Number 18. Oh, thank goodness for this one. Snapping or posting things to your story from behind the wheel while you're driving. I mean, do we really even have to talk about that? That's just a no-no. Like, come on, people. Don't post to your social media while you're freaking driving. Get a clue. Okay. Number 19. Watching yourself on your story. So in other words, okay, let me explain this because I... If you're like me, you're like, what does that mean? Watching yourself. Okay. I asked too, what does that mean? And a lot of people said it. They just described it a couple of different ways. Here's what it is. It's the person, usually a girl or female, who when they're recording their story, right? They're holding their phone and they're not looking at the lens. They're looking at themselves in the image on their camera. And oftentimes that results in them like twirling their hair, looking at their lips, making funny faces. You know, if you've ever put a five-year-old girl in front of a mirror and you want to have a serious conversation with her, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I don't even know if it has to be a five-year-old. My daughter's 17. And to this day, if I need to have a conversation with her, I need to make sure she can't see her own reflection because she's like easily distracted by it. And apparently, so are a lot of other people on their social media stories. So it's very tempting to just keep an eye on yourself while you're recording your story. Don't do that. Know where the little teeny tiny dot is and look into the dot. What that does is it gives eye contact to your viewer. And that's very powerful. Number 20. Here we go. Not letting people really know who you are. This one came up a lot. And I think we all or many people struggle with the thought of, okay, well, how do I let people know who I am in social media? And that's what the purpose of a story is. Like if you want that polished, occasional, you know, take of who you are, well, that's what your normal Instagram feed is for. And that's what your normal Facebook post is for. That's what Pinterest is for. That's what, you know, Twitter is for. But when it comes to stories, that's another level. And people want to know who you are. They want to see the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy. They want to see who are you. And the more authentically you show up, the more profound, the deeper you're following. I've said this many times in the last two months. Social media has changed And the people who are going to come out ahead, the people who are going to win are those people who aren't worried about likes or their image or the number of followers they have. The people who are going to win are the people who know how to tell story, the people who know how to make a deep connection. They don't need to go a mile wide. They're going to go a mile deep. And the way to do that is through stories. Maybe you've seen someone on Instagram or Facebook who has this massive following, maybe even on YouTube, 
and you thought to yourself, man, their life looks perfect. They look so perfect. They're so flawless. And thought to yourself, what chance do I have of making my mark? I don't look like that. I don't live like that. I don't drive a car like that. I don't have a body like that. I don't have a life like that. How am I ever going to make my mark in social media? Well, the universe has changed its mind. And we no longer like perfection. Like we've had enough. Like once stories started gaining popularity and those kind of like perfectly produced social media superstars went live, 90% of them can't hold an audience because they're not that interesting. They're not that authentic. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And that means that we're craving real. We want authenticity. We want people who are willing to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be themselves, to just show up as you are and and help other people. And that's what's winning today in social media. As I say, likes wear thin comments for the win. So it's getting people to engage. It's getting people to have a conversation with you. You know, those people, and you know who I'm talking about, like, famous on social media just for being famous on social media but if you go to their feeds there aren't any conversations happening it's fans either ripping on them or you know saying girl i love you you look amazing you know those kind of things but there's no real conversations and so it's tough to have an impact to have influence when there's no real conversation when you're just something to look at and things have changed Things have shifted. It's the ultimate equal level playing field. To win, to succeed, to have your message connect with other people, you just gotta be real. And the best way to do that, the best place to do that, is on stories. Now, a little disclaimer. Of those 20, top 20 most annoying things that people do on their stories, I have to confess I've probably done at least 19 of them. (laughs) Maybe all 20. And so don't feel guilty or don't feel bad or don't feel like, oh man, I'm doing everything wrong if you've done some or all of these things. I think the takeaway is to be aware that any of those things that we're doing, they should be in moderation and that the way to show up is just to be real. So please don't be discouraged about using stories if some of the things on that list felt like, oh, I wonder if they're talking about me. I felt that way because <laughs> I even I even did the study. I'm like, oh, so basically you don't like anything that I post. However, I will be following up this episode with an episode where people told me the 20 things they love seeing on stories, the things that get them to say to their friend, you've got to follow this guy. He's amazing. Or this is somebody you've got to watch every day. They're so entertaining. They're so motivational. There's so many takeaways. That episode will be coming up shortly. I hope you've enjoyed this one. If you know someone who's using stories is trying to figure it out, do them a favor and forward this podcast to them. You can do that just simply by clicking the share button on any podcast app and you can text it to your friend or I'd love you to pieces if you posted about it on your story. That'd be super dope. You can actually let the podcast play and then hit record while you're recording on Snapchat and people will actually hear a little piece of the podcast. That's kind of cool. Either way, I just appreciate when you share the knowledge. It brings more attention and more awareness to the show. Build your tribe. Because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build a tribe, trying to do it together, have fun. And it's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. So for now, we are done.
but don't forget to subscribe. That way you'll be sure to catch the 20 things you can do to earn a following on your social stories. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.